0: As you work on your personal development journey or as you work to build a better life or start a new business, do you know what your unfair advantage is? Hi. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach over at ChooseToHaveItAll.com. And today's question that I'm leading you with started in my Facebook group yesterday, helping my members um, identify what their unfair advantage is or what their unique selling proposition is. That's kind of sales, business, or entrepreneurial lingo for why should someone choose you or buy from you, invest in your service? or your product more than they should invest in the guy next to you, your competition. It's an idea and a concept that is taught in business to help people stand out from the crowd, to help them understand what their unique selling point is, how they stand out against their competition, and what makes them different. Because what makes us different is often what makes us better. The other thing too about this is if you really think about it is we can't possibly attract everybody into our new lives that we're building or our new business that we're running, we're not capable of meeting the needs of everybody in the world who could possibly find us. We need to figure out a way to sift in our ideal clients and the best people to find us while we filter out the people who we're not a good fit for. The unique selling proposition or the unfair advantage is another way of doing that. Whatever makes you different whatever makes you stand out is going to be the thing that your ideal client or your ideal customer is attracted to, is drawn to, and wants more of. Your less than ideal customer or client is going to be repelled by that. And we actually, as much as people fear failure in this space and worry about rejection and worry about no, we need people to say no to us. We need people to reject us. Otherwise, we're serving. Serving the masses, and we're losing out on the opportunity to connect with the people we really want to and who we could best serve. So the first you know, point in this is to understand that your unique selling point and your unfair advantage is a filter. The natural consequence of having a filter is that you're going to leave somebody out. Somebody is not going to be welcomed into the fold once you start standing out and standing up for something that matters to you that doesn't necessarily matter to them one of the reasons why people struggle with identifying their unfair advantage or their unique selling proposition is they actually are avoiding that very thing. They don't want to rule anyone out. They're so desperate to increase the number of relationships and connections they have in their lives, or they're so desperate and longing and yearning to have a big, you know, thriving, successful business that they want to serve everyone. In theory, that sounds like a fine goal, but When you try to execute on that goal, you just fail miserably. It doesn't work. We can't serve everybody and we can't help everyone. The first step to identifying your unique selling proposition and your unfair advantage is being unapologetic about the fact that some people are simply going to be left out. Once you wrap your head around the idea that not everybody's going to be welcomed in, that you can't help everyone or possibly serve everyone, once you accept that, the next thing you need to recognize and accept is that vulnerability walks hand in hand with our unfair advantage or our unique selling proposition. It is incredibly vulnerable to put ourselves out on a limb as different as the best, as an expert, as superior. Because once we put ourselves on a pedestal, all we're doing is setting ourselves up for the fall. For somebody to want to knock us down, to argue our strengths, to say that we're not as good as we think, and a lot of times when people are struggling to identify why people should buy from them, or connect with them, or move through the world with them, what they're really hesitating on is putting themselves out there for someone else to simply argue the point. We have to think about this, particularly if we're thinking about business, we have to think about this as business owners. Too often our personal feelings and our emotions get in the way and that fear of rejection, that desire to be accepted clouds our vision and we lose clarity in who we are, how we want to move through the world, and what we want our businesses to look like, who we want to help, how we want to serve, and the way we want our businesses to function. If we we don't know what makes us different. We don't know what makes us better. But we're also going to fail at setting ourselves up for success for building a business that meets those needs and heads in that direction. It's simply inarguable. We have to recognize that we need to allow ourselves to stand out. We have to give ourselves permission to brag on ourselves a little bit, to be unapologetic about our strengths. And that's hard for a couple of reasons. People don't necessarily preach that a lot, that the You know, reminding everybody why you're good at what you do isn't the most attractive thing on the planet. And we're told to keep our strengths, you know, under the rug a little bit and to hide them away from view. But business owners, if you think about it, can't afford to do that. They need to shout from the rooftops who they are, what they do, how they serve, and why they're the best at it. They have to accept that point. It's non-negotiable. It goes hand in hand with marketing and sales. And if we're not willing to put ourselves out there to say why we're the best at something, then when we go to make the sale, we're going to stop, we're going to freeze, and we're going to feel small recognizing that as business owners, we can't just stop the integrity button and that line at knowing what our weaknesses are or knowing where we have to hold accountability. We also really do have to be unapologetic about our strengths, about what we bring to the table, about how when we show up, what makes us better and necessary to be there. We have to accept and hold our strengths hand-in-hand with our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities. That's a really uncomfortable place to be in, and that's what keeps people sort of in that vanilla territory, not wanting to make any waves, not wanting to get any attention, not wanting to cause any conflicts, to simply blend in. But you know what happens. When you blend into something, you simply disappear. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows how to find you or get a sense of direction or how you serve or how you can help or how you have the ability to transform their lives with your service or product. You simply melt away and the next shiny object fills their newsfeed, news feed, takes up their view and runs away with the show. In order to prevent that from happening to you, You have to be unapologetic about the strength you're bringing to the table. Once you accept that some people are going to have to be left out, that you're going to have to give yourself permission to stand out in the crowd, the next step in this process is to remind yourself of your why, your purpose and your intent in showing up for your new goal or your new business plan, product, or service. Why is this important to you? Why does it matter? Why are you pursuing it? What's the value you get from it personally? And what's the value others are gonna get? What are the transformations you're gonna create in whatever it is you're building or developing? When you really don't know why you stand out in the crowd, you wanna get really clear on who you are and your mission. Organized businesses, many of them have mission statements or, you know, vision statements for who they are, who they want to be, and where they're going next. And part of a company's development, part of a business's development really is knowing the mission. Oftentimes, it's the mission that will automatically separate you from the pack, that will make you different, because usually most businesses and service providers all come at it from a different perspective and with a different reason, and when you're genuinely struggling to identify why someone should choose you, remind yourself of why you're pursuing this. Why is it important? Why have you laid things aside, sacrificed time or money in pursuit of this goal, dream or plan? That will be something that will stand out to you. It will feel significant. You might be reminded of your passion. Sometimes we forget why we start things because we get lost in the weeds with all of the tasks and all of the things to do, but if you get really clear on your why, your are you're better off knowing where you're gonna head next. Next, you kind of wanna think back to all of the compliments you've received. I don't know a lot of people who are actually really good at accepting compliments. Usually when someone says, hey, good job, or thank you, or you really helped us out, I really needed you, and you showed up at the perfect time, or that was the perfect answer, we answer quickly, and we don't give it any thought, and we say, oh, no big deal, you're welcome, and we blow it off. But when we don't pay attention to the testimonials that people give us, the compliments, the positive reviews, the praise, the thank yous, we really do sometimes risk losing what makes us different. We lose sight on it because we're always focusing on the next thing, the next goal, the the next task that we have to do, or the next, you know, vision that we're going to take this plan or thing to and how we're going to make it bigger. We We just brush by the good and then we forget that it's there. And when we lose sight of why we're valuable to other people, that's also when we give our unique selling proposition or unfair advantage away. We just leave it by the wayside. We devalue it. We don't take it seriously. We certainly don't nurture it, give it room to breathe oxygen, and room to grow and become bigger and take up more space. We often take those things, shove them down in our embarrassment and our worry about possibly not measuring up, and we fail to celebrate our success. But when we can remind ourselves of why people have told us they've chosen us, it's way easier to identify what makes us different, how we stand out, and why we're the best person in the job best person for the job for some people. It just becomes more clear. Next, you want to be unafraid and unapologetic about checking out your competition. You want to see how other people are doing what it is you're trying to do. And in a neutral way as possible, given that you have something on the line and skin in the game, you want to see what your competition is doing well And then what they're failing to achieve and how you would do it better. You want to identify for yourself before other people tell you how you're different because the things you don't like about someone else's brand, product, or service are the things that are going to make you stand out. Now, when I was starting this podcast, I absolutely started looking at all the other new podcasts that were like on new and noteworthy in the business section to see all the things. I was checking their graphics. I was checking their name. I was checking their show descriptions, their topics covered, their manner of delivery. Absolutely, because I know that. That the business podcast space is ridiculously crowded, oversaturated, really noisy, but a lot of the people are saying the same damn thing. They're just saying it in a different way or in a different order, and I thought that I had the confidence to believe that I had something different to offer, so I went for it. But I didn't do it before I checked out the competition. You want to know what other people are looking for in the product, what other customers are asking for. You want to do that market research. It's smart business, but it's also smart marketing and it's smart branding and smart messaging. You do want to know how you stand out, and it's impossible to know that if you don't know what your competition is doing. That doesn't mean you keep looking at your competition after you've done the analysis. It doesn't mean that you stay in this constant comparison state. You got to get your eyes back in your own lane and just do you and focus on on you, but you do want to know what other people are doing, how other people are showing up, because the things that don't work for you, that you're going to pivot and change on your own path and in your own business, that's what makes you different. And what makes you different is your unfair advantage, and it's your unique selling proposition. If you're really unclear on what makes you different, better, or best, I understand It's a hard thing to wrap your mind around sometimes. I really do want to encourage you to give yourself permission to think of yourself as better or best. That's a really important part of the process. The other part of the process when you're looking at building a new business or building an additional business or trying a new professional goal is you got to think as the business owner. You got to think as the person running the show and making the decisions as someone who runs the show. And the first thing that we start to think about when we're building businesses is why would someone buy from me? That is actually the question we have to ask ourselves. That's why I'm devoting this episode to that question. And we usually start with our about page, like, or at least I did when I was designing my website, right? I talked about my professional experience, the things I've done before, the first business I ran, the second business I'm now building, and all of the things, right? But here's the thing. What you really want to know is getting crystal clear on the amount of time you've spent learning whatever product or service you're offering, how much money you've spent into it, the amount of time, all of that. You want to do a catalog of investments of how did you come to know what you know. The general public will benefit from that knowledge at some point but the reason I'm challenging you to do it is you need to be reminded of it. It's too easy to compare yourselves to the giants. If a new soda company came on the scene, the first thing they do is look towards Coke or Pepsi and say, well, they have the market cornered, why would I bother showing up? But still, if you go down the soda aisle at your local grocery store, you're going to see tons of brands and they use all kinds of words and descriptors to make them different because they've researched different ways of making soda. They've researched different flavors. They've spent time developing different formulas and recipes and all of that stuff. You want to think like a business owner and identify those things. What have you invested in the company so far or into the idea so far, the goal or the plan? You can interchange it with whatever thing you're working on right now in your own Personal development, But you want to take stock of your own history of where you've been, what you've learned. Get honest with yourself about what you still have to learn and then know the goal. And when you give yourself permission to be better. When you allow yourself to filter out the noise of the competition or the noise of less than ideal clients, when you get clear on who you are, what you offer, and how you want to serve, in addition to everything that you've learned to get you to this point, when you take All of those things into consideration. And I know that's a really big list, so bear with me. But when you take all of that into consideration, you start to get a new picture of yourself. And it's my hope and my wish for you as you listen to this that the picture is filled with your strengths, your positive traits, the ways you improve the lives of those around you, the way that your ideas spark creativity, the energy, the different things about you should be moving this vision and purpose forward. And if you're standing still because you're still scared, it starts with a choice to move. In this particular conversation, on this particular example, it's giving yourself permission to be unapologetic at what you're good at, owning that it comes from hard-earned work and experience and investment, knowing too and owning as well that you still might have things to learn, but for now you're pretty good and you feel good with where you're at. To own your strengths, to know how you offer value, that's a smart business owner's perspective. It's not someone who's being selfish or self-indulgent or obnoxious. It's someone who knows that the most important wheel in the system of their business is them. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks so much for joining me today. I certainly hope that you got value from this conversation. And if you have any questions or want me to follow up on anything, certainly let me know over at Heather at com. But I've been putting out these shows five days a week whenever possible. If you're listening in and enjoying them and getting value from them and you still haven't gone to iTunes or your podcast app to leave me a review, I'd really ask that you do so. It's an easy way to support the show. And The more reviews that I get, it's not a vanity metric, I promise. It's what participates in the algorithm for iTunes. The more that the podcasts catch that people are listening to the show, the more they'll push the show out to other people in their feeds as suggested shows or recommended shows. So I could really use your help in getting the word out about what we're doing here over at Business Mindset Mastery. This is my little podcast that could it start it out as a personal mindset exercise for myself, but in the daily emails I'm getting and the messages I'm getting, I can tell it's becoming important to you too. Yesterday was my biggest listener day so far. I think my last one was like 321 in a single day. So yesterday I almost got to 500 listens in a single day. And for the big podcast out there, that's, you know, nothing. But for this little podcast that could, and for this podcast host, it's everything. Thanks so much for listening if you do like what you are here, please leave me a review, consider subscribing, and I'm going to find you on the other side of a long weekend here in the United States. We have Columbus Weekend coming up, and I'm looking forward to a weekend of apple picking and leaf peeping and apple cider donuts and eating something pumpkin. So that's on tap for me. I'll be back in your earbuds on Tuesday. Thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you then. Have a great one.